0: Chilton, your performance last week as my surrogate was excellent. The fact about Elvis Presley starting his final tour in Springfield was more interesting than a single thing I have been able to come up with real or fake in 80 episodes. But despite <laughs> what Eddie right King says, there's only one way to replace me, Dan Howell, and that is by combat to the death. Meet me at the five points. Bring your best men and a thirst for blood, and we'll end this once and for all. A Dan on Dan dance macabre right here in Springfield, Missouri.
1: live to a hard drive on the 16th floor of the hammond's tower you were listening to spring food mo america's number one podcast about death matches finally
0: (laughs) Uh, how's it going dan welcome back um pretty good i feel i think i'm still peaking uh, in, in the uh, system here. Wow, what is going on with that? My voice is just extra loud this week. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might have to do with the fact that I haven't been resting, Andy. <laughs> Me, Dan Howell, co-host of Spring Food Mo. Why haven't you been resting? Well... There's just simply too many restaurants to go to. uh, (laughs) 300 or so. And and, uh, we've made it our life's goal here to visit every single one of them. Uh It goes something like that, right?
1: Yeah, we got like 200-ish left, plus new ones open all the time. But you know what? Pretty soon we're going to have a way to cross those off the list. faster? Yeah, we're really <laughs> trying to
0: get to the end of this. We got to figure this out with your level. Keep talking. I mean, I is it because I normally use a different microphone? I see my it's microphone over there with the with the red pop filter. Let's try it. Pull that out of there. Let's see. <laughs> On mic production meeting. Check. Check. Ooh, now that feels yeah, right. Yeah, that's ooh, right. Oh, there we go, uh-huh. baby. Wow, ooh, hot ooh, hot ooh, mic. Ooh. Ooh. Man, well,
1: with that I think we better introduce our guest uh hi hello (laughs) right up on there hello please identify yourself sir
2: i am billy with uh 417 foodist
1: welcome billy thank you we're really excited to have you spring food most
0: super fan yes
1: for sure since the beginning and yeah, you used to interact with us. For, yeah, from the very beginning. How did you find the show? Was it Instagram or something? Uh, somebody had posted about it on Facebook.
2: It was back when you guys, probably episode two, I
0: Oh, think. man. Well, really? Seven. If somebody posted about it,
1: yeah, it was. So it's I'd probably do, uh, one of us. <laughs> that's and, uh, a true. That's a true day one, because episode two came out on day one. And
2: yeah. <laughs> I've been following you guys ever since.
1: And uh, we've seen your meteoric rise <laughs> becoming <laughs> way more follow you have a much bigger following than we do. Yeah. Why yeah. you tell us about that? How did 417 <laughs> Foodus start?
2: Um, Well, you guys were kind of uh, the inspiration for what I'm doing. I looked at it as uh, growing up in small towns. I grew up in Sparta, and I figured if you guys were covering stuff in Springfield, that I could start going outside of Springfield and covering some things in small towns. Sure, yeah. Outside of Springfield. So I started that on Instagram, and um, (laughs) after that, it just kind of uh, took off from there.
1: Yeah, it's really escalated. Now you're a TV personality.
2: Yeah, I've uh, done a few different episodes of uh, Ozarks Live with Color 10, and... uh, as a food correspondent,
1: and, that's so cool. Which is
2: always a little nerve wracking doing live TV.
0: Dan knows all about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that was a KY three production, the one I was on. But uh, that that was also whatever I was in the seventh grade. Uh, Daniel, near to, ten years ago. Yep. he just he was their weatherman. <laughs> cloudy with a chance of meatballs he would say (laughs) yes yeah and and i and i got fired for only saying that (laughs) (laughs) well that's a good joke (laughs) oh we should say the three of us are going to be judges at the pizza poll next month yeah
1: now this is like bowling and eating pizza right I <laughs> don't know. You're looking at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an actual. Question. It's a pizza competition. It's cool. We'll get the details on that later. But uh, that's very exciting. We're all going to judge pizza. Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm looking forward now, to it.
1: There's a lot of like national chains in the competition, which I thought was interesting. It's like Domino's in well, there, along with like neighborhood pizza cafe and, and other I places. I noticed as
2: well. I was I was really surprised by how many national places were in there. Bizarre. Never heard. Well, of
1: them. I'm going to have to study so I can make sure and skew my votes local, Yes, which will require me eating a lot of Domino's and pizza to be able to recognize those pizzas from the
0: other ones. Do you think they'll uh, ask me to perform my hit uh, song, I Want to Get a Pizza Like an Animal? We can only
1: hope. Well, the mixtapes played the last one that I went to. Oh, perfect! And I'm sure that that's in there. Uh, it's probably not in their repertoire. Actually, I bet they're not out there playing that one. <laughs> yeah, you don't think they're playing closer <laughs> Nineshales? You might have to, like, l- you know what? We absolutely should contact whatever band is playing
0: to see if they can let you do. <laughs> I want a pizza like an animal. Yes, my 30 second <laughs> <laughs> smash hit song. When was for, that? Like, like episode 14? Yeah, so long ago. <laughs>
1: great stuff Good. anyway <laughs> billy from 417 food is so happy that you're here
2: yeah i appreciate it
1: and why don't you introduce the restaurant we're going to talk about today before we listen to the history of it
2: uh we went to the chicago cheesesteak company
1: yes we did wow. Cheesesteak, The pride of Philadelphia. A long, soft hoagie roll filled with thin, sliced beefsteak cooked up with onions and cheese. But we're not here to talk about Philly cheesesteak. We're here to talk about Chicago cheesesteak. Chicago. The only city with the guts to look at a cheesesteak sandwich and say, No. Too healthy. Too easy to hold and then ladle the sandwich with hot, thin gravy and throw on a bunch of oily hot peppers to make a truly unwieldy foodstuff that's pretty much impossible to eat without a plate. It is also sold almost exclusively from carts on the street without plates. And to think, we went almost 170 years without this messy miracle of a sandwich here in the Ozarks. Around 2004, a man named Matthew Turbov moved from Chicago, Illinois to Ozark, Missouri to be near his son Christopher as he went to college at MSU. Matt initially planned to go into real estate, but eventually changed his mind when he noticed that the Springfield, Ozark area lacked a genuine Chicago-style sandwich shop like the ones he knew back home. Matt decided to fill that void, and in November of 2007, he opened Chicago Hoagie Company on North 3rd Street in Ozark, in the space now home to Purple Burrito No. 1. Matt claimed to serve the very best cheesesteak in Missouri and made it his life's work to live up to that claim, marinating all the meats and buying the freshest vegetables every morning. The walls of the small restaurant were covered with customer signatures written in red Sharpie. Matt said he wanted customers to feel like they were truly part of the restaurant. Well, the customers weren't part of the restaurant for very long because the restaurant didn't exist for very long. At some point in 2008, Matt Turbob closed up shop in Ozark and moved the business to downtown Springfield, where it reopened in February 2009 as Chicago Cheesesteak Company, located where it still is today at 319 and a half East Walnut, a wholly unique restaurant space with only four seats in front of a counter. The weird little spot had previously housed the late, great Merle's Hot Dog Emporium, and before that, the first iteration of Maria's Mexican Restaurant. That's right, Maria started as a little hole in the wall, but we'll get to that another time. Today, cheesesteak. Now, this rarely happens, but I found some conflicting reporting about Chicago Cheesesteak Company. In some interviews, the family says that father and son, Matt and Chris Turbov, were partners all along, all the way back to the Ozark days. Other times, they say that Chris did not become involved until after the move to Springfield, when Matt began having some health problems and Chris agreed to start helping run the business. Regardless how it happened, the two successfully ran the tiny shop with big sandwiches together for many years and eventually opened a second location in the Battlefield Shopping Center in 2014. Chicago Cheesesteak Company developed a strong reputation for its owner's dedication to producing beefy white bread rolls, just like you can get street side in Chicago, as well as hand-cut made-to-order french fries and other weirder sandwiches, including bizarre monthly specials and a full-on In-N-Out Burger-style secret menu. One time I went there in November and got this sandwich. It was basically a full Thanksgiving dinner on a roll. Turkey, mashed potatoes, green beans, gravy, and cranberry sauce. It was... Strange, and pretty great. And speaking of strange, here in the last couple years, there have been some changes afoot at Chicago Cheesesteak Company. A little bit of a mystery. In June of 2017, Chris Turbob sold the downtown location to someone named Joshua Jackson. Not the actor, I'm assuming. And by the way, at one point, the place also had a manager named Chris Pratt, for real. But yeah, Chris Turboth held on to the Battlefield location for another few months, but in November that same year sold it to someone else named Garrett Burkhalter. So, for the last two years or so, the two Chicago Cheesesteak Company locations have been operating as two separate businesses with the same name. However, no one could have possibly noticed this until January of this year. See, on December 14th of 2019, the downtown location closed for a few weeks while the Battlefield location remained in operation. When the downtown Cheesesteak Steak Company reopened on January 2nd, it had an all-new menu with new names for all the old sandwiches and some new sandwiches added as well. But the Battlefield location had and still has the old menu. The two locations, different businesses, still share a website, and both menus, with all the differences, are on that website. It is very confusing and especially frustrating when you're trying to review both places at once, as we are going to try to do right now. First of all, <laughs> Dan was straight up grooving
0: to the Scooby-Doo theme. Hey, I, I, I really loved all the music in this week's bio. Weirdly, I also listened to a portion of the Godzilla that, soundtrack this week. I like to think that at some time we were under the same moon. Truly serendipitous. serendipitous. The Godzilla soundtrack Yeah, you together. and I are like Mini Driver and John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> Serendipity. Yes, yeah, yeah, just
1: like that. And uh, Billy, you know, did you listen to the Godzilla soundtrack of <laughs> all this week? <laughs> Sadly, I did not. <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> A lot um, of hits
1: on there. I did, you know, I started with Philadelphia and then did some Chicago stuff and then went back to Philadelphia. Sure. <laughs> sure. Both of those songs are Menzinger's songs. They're like one of my favorite bands in <laughs> Philadelphia. I just couldn't help with the Philadelphia <laughs> stuff. I try to force Menzinger's songs on our listeners as often as possible. Anyway, sure. uh, Chicago Cheesesteak Company. Wow. It's I've been there a bunch of times prior to this, both locations. Really enjoy it. It's like a nice downtown stop if you're on your way to somewhere else. Certainly not if you're looking to sit down and have a nice dinner and have a conversation with someone.
0: But uh, really like it, just generally going in today. How do you guys feel? I've also been there a bunch of times. I feel like as a kid, I walked by Chicago Cheese Steak Company and just thought it was such a cool spot. Like It's just so small, and I I wanted to grow up. And someday actually go there. Yeah. Did you ever uh, go to and then Norris? I did a bunch.
1: When it was in that spot? Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, I didn't either. I didn't I didn't learn until when I was doing the research a couple of days ago that Maria's was in that spot before, which is crazy. Yeah, that is wild. It may be a different Maria's, but it was called Maria's Mexican Restaurant, hmm. like on the business uh, records for that space yeah. with the half and everything, which I thought was pretty fascinating. What, what's
0: your history hmm. with this place? Oh, really? you, you chose it.
2: Um, uh, we would always go through there, usually on the uh, Friday night, uh, the art walks at the beginning yeah. of the month. Oh, yeah. It was uh, something easy to grab and eat as you walked all through everything mm-hmm. down there. Made it really simple. So anytime we go down there, we'd always swing through there.
0: Totally. On, mm-hmm. And on the weekends, I think they're open until two probably they're open till past bar close so and then it's, whenever you're it's a
1: pretty hot spot going around you know you can just like wipe your greasy hands on a painting <laughs> yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah yeah let's start with the downtown one since that's the one you know that was there first and i think we've all visited both of them uh you walk in there very tiny four seats oh yeah it's very cool you i don't even know that
0: they always have the four seats in there oh really yeah I feel like sometimes it's just the counter space. I
1: think if I was in, I would hide them about 1030. Yes. Or something, yeah. you know, not to let, not, you know, just keep people from lingering in there. You know, just go out in the cold, carry your sandwich with you. <laughs> uh, it's really neat. Uh, so just to, I don't know, sit there. And if you sit there and eat, people are going to come in and out. You're going to hear their conversations very loudly behind
0: you. I'm a bit big of a boy for this restaurant. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, I have never actually sat in there and ate. Okay. Um, but that's part of what I love about the downtown spot. It's a takeout restaurant mm-hmm. through and through. The online ordering system is great. It is there for the counter service. I think they prioritize takeout yes. because uh,
1: <laughs> I sat there with the person I was eating with for 15 minutes or so. Well, sure. some people who had takeout orders placed their orders and received their orders before we got ours. Well, you know. <laughs> whenever,
2: whenever I got there, I was I got there right at open. Uh-huh. And well, actually, it was... Probably five or 10 minutes after 11, and they were still locked up. And I had tried opening the door probably two or three times. And before uh, I went to walk down to the uh, bookmarks, because was cold outside, uh-huh. and the guy came out and waved me to come inside. He's like, we're open. We just forgot to unlock the door. <laughs> and I, for the 30 minutes I was there, I was the only person there. That no kidding. That was between 11 and 11.30-ish, I believe. Wow.
0: I think so, they also deliver during mm-hmm. at least weekdays and within a certain radius at lunchtime. So, I, yeah, I don't... It's, there's many facets to this business
1: (laughs) but let's uh let's start with the apps and sides that we tried i feel like fries are a very important very important component of this business sure so uh fry thoughts gentlemen
2: so I had the fries at both locations. Uh-huh. I actually I enjoyed them. Yeah. They had like some fry seasoning on them, I believe. I expected them to be really salty, I guess, with the it seems like when the more seasoning is on fries, it always seems to be more salty, mm-hmm. but uh surprisingly, I actually enjoyed them. I thought they were very well. Yeah. I thought they were pretty crispy and and I would eat them again.
0: Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. So did you notice any difference at all between the two locations? I'm very curious.
2: Uh, for fry wise not as much but when we get into the sandwiches mm-hmm. I did okay
0: okay so I only had the fries from the downtown location I've had the fries a ton of times I agree they are pretty good I I don't love them this time that I got them they ended up in the Rachel Ray bag and they ended up very mm-hmm. soggy so I just that's kind of the way they are I, I was wondering if I was just nah. misremembering but I feel like normally they are pretty soggy for me I
1: think they're hot soft and greasy much like myself <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> that uh, would lead with on all these dating apps. Okay. let's. All <laughs> All right. Um, these
1: fries, <laughs> they're served in a small white bag and the bag shows up soaked with grease oh, yeah. every single time. The fries are hand cut in house and they leave the skin on which is so awesome which more places left the potato skins on because it adds such a good depth to the flavor. They don't strain the fries for very long. I don't think and I wouldn't have it any other way because I think these fries are awesome. And you know me. I don't. I don't like generally like fries that aren't crispy. And these aren't crispy, but they're still really, really good. And I think a big part of it is that seasoning that we, you talked about, Billy. It's like a strong black pepper flavor. And, of course, they're salty. But you're right. As seasoned as they are, they are not as salty as you might have been conditioned to expect. Yeah. They're definitely fork fries more than hand fries due to the grease, I think. But that doesn't make them any less excellent. Either of you try your sandwiches on a bed of fries instead of on the hoagie roll? Because you can do that. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. I
0: really wanted to. I think the downtown location even has an option for a wrap uh, for most of the sandwiches. Oh, okay. It's a, They'll serve it on a on bed of lettuce. On the other menu, it says lettuce. Oh, so yeah. it's a li- little difference there in menus. Um, but man, I, I think they probably would shine as a bed for the the topping an actual potato
1: salad. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the second time I ordered the fries, I got them on the south side and I, I ordered them well done like extra crispy and I really emphasized it. And while they were definitely crispier than the other ones, they were still pretty soft. They were like 30% of what I consider extra crispy. So soft fries is what you're going to get here, but the seasoning uh, makes up for it. It's just not what you might sure. expect from a, you know, traditional french fry.
0: Now, Still really tasty though. I have one thing to say about the south side fries at least, which uh-huh. I did not have the fries at the south side, but if they're the same as the downtown ones I don't see any reason not to just go over to Wingstop and get the best fries that You're there right. are. I, they're very similar they were fries. They remarkably similar, but theirs aren't crispy. Yes. Wingstops are crazy crispy, and they are also over-seasoned, but with yeah. an almost sweet seasoning. Mm-hmm. I just love Wingstop's fries. Yeah, I know. And I have definitely gotten a sandwich from Chicago cheesesteak before and fries from Wingstop. You're a monster. <laughs> I know. I know. What can I say? Uh,
2: I took all my fries uh, to go. And I have an air fryer. So I just took them and put them in the air fryer. Yeah, they came out uh, like beyond extra crispy after that. How were they? Oh, really good. Yeah, I'm sure. My son ended up taking the entire bowl from me and ate them for his after school snack. (laughs) So I enjoyed them. Yeah. I think I I liked the Southside Locations Fries better than... The downtown location, mm-hmm. okay. but yeah. Overall, not too bad. But I agree with you on Wingstop. Oh. I could have went over to Wingstop and probably oh got better fries. I, I, I for sure. for Wingstop fries.
1: Pretty soon, Dan and I are going to be doing some talking about chain restaurants. We keep hinting at something big <laughs> coming up, and that's coming up sometime. <laughs> but we're not going to reveal the details just yet. It's a TV show, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be on klr now too, <laughs> 5 a.m. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: anybody try other apps or sides? on your trips i had the onion rings mm. which i've had a couple times i think it probably fits the other appetizers as well the big problem with their onion rings are there's not many of them mm. there's like six full onion rings in there for four dollars uh they're making Ooh. a lot of money yeah. on on these sides the fries you do get a pretty good F- portion of sure there. you can split uh, but the onion rings were good. They had a nice. It felt like beer battered, um, not like panko crummy. You could really like slide the onion out and still almost have a full ring. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the onion rings. I get them every once in a while, but they are pretty expensive for how few you get.
1: Sure, I tried the uh, fried mushrooms, and uh, I believe you have complained on this podcast about the quantity of fried mushrooms at yes. Chicago Cheesecake Company. Absolutely, I have. Gotta say, I got them on the South Side. 15 mushrooms baby whoa
0: that that's way more that's a lot of mushrooms i counted them
1: up and i have the proof i got the photos to back it up wild unfortunately these are like standard packaged frozen breaded mushrooms like they're not they're not battering them in house i don't think but they are deep fried to a crazy temperature like far too hot to eat when they arrive i didn't let that stop me yeah Uh, burned my mouth my order came yeah with 15 was like a small container of ranch as well it's like a thin layer of breading almost like a hush puppy breading or something like that though i probably would have preferred a hush puppy to be honest um even though they were clearly a food service item i still liked them i mean it's like a good bar snack but a place that serves like unique hand-cut fries like this place does there's really no reason to get the mushrooms unless
0: you're having a very specific craving for fried mushrooms so i've had the jalapeno poppers in the past and it was just another problem of quantity but that's sort of a jalapeno popper thing. You, huh. you get five. We should have done some investigative research and like mm-hmm.
1: compare the quantities at the two different locations because that South Side, man, they, I feel like I had more fries at the South Side, too.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like I had more at the South Side.
0: Hmm. Wow. Hmm. wow, all right. <laughs> Did you guys get any sauces with your, uh, with your uh, apps, any at all? Hmm. Did you do any online ordering? Nope. So, so on the menu... Wait, do I need to play the theme? I mean, you can decide for yourself. I've got a little photo for Whoa, you here, Andy. Oh, that's so many sauces. That's a screenshot. No, look at the one that's highlighted there in the oh, sauce
1: oh, section. Wow.
0: We got a little follow up here. Billy was
1: in- involved oh, hey. in this uh, argument online, but uh, great jelly. Grape jelly is listed as a sauce. As a sauce. Yep. Absolutely, you, you cited this as evidence that jelly was in fact a sauce, Billy.
2: Well, that's what I wondered because of one of the sandwiches I had. It had listed grape jelly as a sauce on it.
0: Hmm. Yep. There I we go. I say it's a spread. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think mean, There's a the distinction. <laughs> I am inclined to agree with you. Is but,
1: avocado uh, a sauce? Just a straight up avocado? Per,
0: I mean, it's not. It's not listed on this list of sauces. It's a that's spread for sure. There's spreads and sauces. If I, you spread it with a knife.
1: It's what, a if it's, so
2: what if the jelly here's what we, I, we discussed at my work so what if the jelly comes out of a squeeze container so does Ooh. that make it a sauce
0: man that's such a good question you know <laughs> before last week whenever i called it a sauce i had never thought about it i i probably believe it is a spread but uh <sighs> for show cannon. It's a sauce baby. It's a sauce for Dan. I disagree. It's to spread. <laughs> this is good content. <laughs> How about those hoagies?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was talking about those hoagie rolls. All the sandwiches came on. I think the same hoagie rolls, though. I think there might have been a difference between the two locations again. I think you're right on these. So they're they're all white bread. They're really crusty and crispy on the outside. They're soft and dense on the inside. Just a slight sweetness to the bread. And I got to be honest. I Detected the sweetness more at the South Side location than I did at the uh, uh, downtown one. Mostly just really buttery and rich. One of my three sandwiches came with the bread toasted, which I absolutely loved. That ruled. Getting that toasty crunch on the inside of the sandwich, in addition to the outside, such, it was such good bread. Such good bread on the South Side one. I doubt they bake the bread themselves, but maybe they do. Anybody, Do you guys know anything about that? I couldn't find any
0: information mm-hmm. about that. I don't. Mm-hmm. Although whenever I was at the South Side. There was a lot of chatter behind the cooking uh-huh. line about the bread and how much bread they had prepped, oh. which almost made me think that they do bake it in-house because wow. I feel like they were behind on bread for the day, which was kind of hindering the process. <laughs> um, <When> I
1: <laughs> ate there the other day with my parents yesterday, the two men that were working were... <laughs> talking about how bad the Phillies were at Lucky Tiger. Oh, <laughs> wow, just nice. openly talking about it behind the counter. I really like that <laughs> Philly. At Lucky Tiger. It's a totally different thing, but those guys
0: were trashing it real hard. <laughs> it was very funny to hear. Yeah, I, I, I mean, went yesterday as well, so we probably heard the same the s- same crew chatter. Uh, we're talking crew chatter here on <laughs> Spring Food. <mode>. So how <laughs>
1: y'all feel about those hoogie rolls? Well, it definitely
2: on um, both locations. I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like I had two different types of bread mm. Uh, the one on the south side, I think I enjoyed more. It was more, yeah. you were talking about the crispier bread
0: uh-huh for sure and
2: everything it was a bigger
0: cut it definitely absolutely the
2: roll. whereas the one downtown uh it wasn't as crispy uh it definitely soaked up the grease from mm-hmm. the uh the meat so whenever I opened it from the uh, uh the the aluminum foil wrapping mm-hmm. that they had, um it definitely had gotten soggier faster yeah on it and it was definitely a softer roll yes. for sure than the Southside location. So
0: So, interesting. I didn't really even consider that maybe they were two different pieces of bread. I thought it was all just the way that they were packaged in the to-go order. Oh, The south side one is served in a styrofoam container. Yes. And the other one is fully wrapped Uh as like a little torpedo. The south side one is served open face within the container. Basically, it's still an open sandwich.
1: I think it depends on the sandwich you get, too, because some of the meat is really greasy and some of it is not as greasy. So your crispiness slash moistness level is going to vary depending upon what you order.
0: I had basically the same thing that you said where the south side one was crispy and then my uh, downtown one was a little soggy but gotta say i think i liked the uh downtown bread a little better no i, I, I felt really? that the uh, i thought the uh um south side one maybe just because of the lack of filling in my sandwich had some pretty almost stale parts of the bread that you were going through without enough meat in between to uh to to cut them up you know
1: interesting man i Call me Andre3000 because I prefer the South. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Don't bring that up again. (laughs) Don't don't say I prefer the South. That's not something I want chopped up and uh, uh, taken out of context. Um, All right. So let's get into the actual sandwiches that we ate. So let's start downtown. I ordered something called the Tim Taylor, which is. A new name for an old sandwich. It's, the sandwiches have different names downtown now. It's very confusing. That's wild. So this sandwich had mozzarella cheese, grilled onion, grilled jalapenos, and lots of mayo. This was a Philly-style cheesecake. Cheesecake. <laughs> you were coughing anyway. <laughs> this was a Philly-style cheesesteak uh, with tomatoes, pretty much. It says lots of mayo, but I couldn't taste any, nor could I see any on there. Don't think they put the mayo on that sandwich. Definitely taste those jalapenos, though. They were mild, but they added kind of a different layer of flavor to that, uh, you know, Philly flavor profile <laughs> that, I, that I really enjoyed. Um, this was uh, my second favorite sandwich of the ones that I tried for sure, and I, I really enjoy it. Um, the meat is really greasy, and it does seep into that bread, and it's almost like it becomes one taste. We've talked about that before. Like, there's mush food. Where everything that you're eating becomes one flavor, and then there's other food where each ingredient is distinct. Sure, this is mush food, and I say that with great affection. I really, really enjoyed this sandwich, very tasty.
0: Dan, what'd you order at the downtown one? I got well. <laughs> I figured I had to uh, get my dedict on. Yeah, no, since, no, no, no. Since, uh, it's cream. <laughs> well, it's a subsection of oh, the dedict. Right, 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 right. It's Dan's dedict subsection. I think four one seven cream cashew rules everything around me. Creamy cream, get get the, the cashew. cashew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> I I went with the sandwich that I have seen many many times on their menu, but had never ordered because it uh sounds wild. Uh huh. It was the Springfield, which was basically just a Philly with. Cashew chicken mixed Uh in. It did not have the uh, green peppers and onions that the Philly had, but it still had mozzarella cheese uh, along with chopped chicken tenders, homemade cashew sauce, and topped with cashews and green onions. Hmm. Um, I went with the beef. You get the option of beef or chicken on any of these. I thought you you were just going to say you went with your girlfriend, and then the next (laughs) word was beef. (laughs) I went with the beef. (laughs) It's like, oh, she got
1: another nickname now.
0: (laughs) No, I, I got takeout for the beef. Um, on my sandwich, though, I went with the beef over no, a chicken. I'm going to have to apologize to her yeah, She'll never listen to it. Um, I don't know. I, I just figured I wanted to go with the steak because of the novelty of having steak mixed up with cashew chicken. And I got to say, I really loved this sandwich. Uh, it totally shouldn't work. It's beef, chicken, cheese, nuts, green onions, and gravy. Uh, but all those mixins. There's beef on there too. Oh, it's a beef Philly. It's got the steak. Aren't you talking about the Buck Johnson right now? No, I'm talking about the Springfield. Wow. Okay. It's basically a Buck Buck Johnson, but with a <laughs> few sorry. additions and without the cheese whiz sauce. Huh. I've had this before, and there was not beef on it. This really? may be a new
1: downtown thing. It may have switched it up. Oh, yeah. No, it this didn't used to be chopped up uh, chunks of chicken tender either. It used to be actual breaded chunks of chicken, just really? like you would get a cashew chicken place, but just on a
0: bunch, like a crazy amount of bread. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I would love to try something like that. This ended up being pretty great. The cashews and green onions uh, gave a nice little crunchy che- texture throughout. Um, my biggest critique of the sandwich was it didn't have enough of the cashew sauce on there. It kind of all went straight through the sandwich and got to the fold of bread at the underside of the uh, foil wrap and just kind of soaked in there. Could have used a little more sauce, but uh, overall, I really loved it for being such a crazy, crazy, maybe the craziest thing I've ever ordered for the show. Mm. It it was very good. (coughs) We would have to go back. I forget everything. (laughs) I'm sure we've ordered (laughs) crazier stuff, but okay. Uh, What'd you get, Billy?
2: Uh, At the downtown location, I went with uh, the Duke which was the it's listed as just the Philly with cheddar cheese sauce, Swiss cheese. And the menu ended with just saying that it was topped with tenders. (laughs) And so I had to ask him actually, this said tender. Yeah. And so I had to ask him what, what was the tenders that he was talking about, which was just chopped uh, chicken tenders and with some of the fry seasoning on it. Mm. And uh, it was good. It, 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 Like you had mentioned before, it definitely, the, the greasiness of the beef soaked in through the bread. I think the mixture of, uh, the fry seasoning with the chicken tenders and that cheese sauce made it a little bit salty, Uh a little more salty than what I, my palate probably would have enjoyed. Um, but overall it was good. I mean, it was a good greasy sandwich. I mean, the bun soaked it all up and it was enjoyable.
1: Radical. All right. Let's move to the South side. (laughs) Um, I tried the, a couple different things on the south side. I got the Italian beef. We can start right there. Italian beef with hot and sweet peppers dipped in au jus. So I paid the two extra dollars to have the peppers added and also to have it dipped, like fully dipped oh, yeah. in au jus. It's important. This is a soggy mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's part of it. They double wrap it in the tin foil. Uh, to combat the enormous amount of liquid that comes pouring (laughs) out whenever you open it. Okay, so yeah, the hoagie roll comes totally soaked in au jus. All the crustiness and crispiness is gone. Keep in mind, this is the south side, so it has the crispy, crusty bread unlike downtown. Used to be my go-to order. It's my favorite thing on the menu. It had been a few years since I'd had it. This time didn't care for it nearly as much. I think maybe because the Jay Perino's version is so far superior, but also this one didn't have nearly as many peppers as it used to, and it didn't have nearly as much cheese either. Hmm. It used to be just a crazy amount of cheese and like more so many peppers on the top that you couldn't see the, the meat underneath. Um, they used to just load you up. It still tasted good. I found myself really wishing I could get the au jus on the side and dip it, especially with that you know crunchy bread. You know, I, I love a French dip. Yeah. Really, the only place I ever get one is Arby's if I'm on a road trip or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. The only place I know in town that has a French dip is Jim's, but I don't ever go to Jim's this is a There's is a prime rib French dip, which yeah. is a different thing yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I could preserve that hoagie texture and get that salty broth flavor at the same time. This was fine. I really enjoyed it, you know but it was more like operator air than anything else. The fact that uh, that, that the sandwich let me down a little bit is a big part of why I wound up eating there, uh, uh you know an insane three times <laughs> this week. I just needed I needed a very good experience there that I knew that I could possibly have because I'd had them before. If that makes any
0: sense. Uh, Dan, what did you get? On the south side, I went with the barbecue. And on this one, I went with chicken rather than steak. This comes with American cheese, grilled onions, and it's all mixed with their barbecue sauce on some toasted bread. I thought this was a tasty sandwich. uh, But I got to say, I did not get near as much meat Uh filling on this sandwich as I did with my sandwich at the downtown or with any sandwich I've ever gotten at the downtown one, there was just a lot of the bread that was kind of left unbarbecued, Ooh. And, uh, I, I didn't love that. I, I it These are very expensive sandwiches uh, yes, for what you get. Cheap. There's not much on there. Eight, nine, $10. Yeah, this is, I mean, we'll get into it with the sandwich that you're going to go over soon, mm-hmm. but this is hedonism food. <laughs> and and <laughs> absolutely. I don't think it's necessarily bad that it's so expensive. You should have to, pay to and we are ethical hedonists on this podcast absolutely that's how i would definitely (laughs) describe myself but yeah i you know i i thought the barbecue sauce was lovely i I really did enjoy the sandwich it didn't seem like just a standard sweet baby rays or anything it spoke felt kind of like a special Mm -hmm. sauce blend but uh there, there just wasn't enough on there for how sure. much it cost. Need more sauce. Need, need more sauce, please. Would you try <laughs> it down there, Billy? Uh,
2: so I tried two different things at the uh, Southside location. I tried uh, the Chicago, which was just the Philly meat with lettuce and tomato, and it had the uh, oh the fry seasoning maybe on it as well. Yeah. I think. And some vinegar and oil, which I couldn't really taste the vinegar and oil. The seasoning seemed to overpower everything mm-hmm. on the sandwich. Really, it had lettuce on there as well.
1: And uh,
0: I think that one comes with American cheese rather than I think mozzarella, so. uh, mozzarella on the yeah. belly.
1: Okay, they have a big breakdown on the South Side yeah. location of what makes the two sandwiches different. I did research, and in the intro, I compared the Chicago style with the Philadelphia style. And I use the information that I found, but it is not the same information that they have on the wall at the place. So, you know, I kept it in there for the joke and also because I didn't want to redo it. But Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Billy. No, you're
2: fine. Um, So I tried the Chicago. I had them basically split both the sandwiches. So I took one half of each of them home so I could try each of the halves there and for my own pictures, for my own stuff.
1: It was beautiful. (laughs) You you sent me the picture and it was awesome. Uh, The
2: (laughs) other one, which of the two I had, the jalapeno berry, surprisingly, I enjoyed better than the Chicago.
0: That one's been a long time yeah. part of the menu, yeah. and, and definitely an great. eye catcher. What what's on there?
2: So it was the Monday special, which came with drink and uh, drink and fries. It was uh, steak with mozzarella cheese, grilled jalapenos, cream cream cheese, and that uh, special sauce, uh, grape jelly.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and. uh, uh, it was good. I think out of both of those, the Halle Berry one was my favorite. Besides the fact that some of that cream cheese that would slide towards the middle of that bread, towards the crease. Sure. If you go to take a bite towards the crease of it, you're getting a mouthful of cream cheese. Yeah. It's overpowering everything. My plan was to take the other two halves home. Uh, once I finished the Halle Berry one half, I went ahead and finished the other half to yeah. it because it was that good. You must. Like I would. The only thing I also regret with it was I wish I would have put some of those fries on the sandwich. I think oh. I would have.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I thought
2: of that after I left, and I was like, man, I think that would have, for some texture to it, mm-hmm. a little bit more texture to it. I wish California I
1: style. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> and
2: uh, yeah, but I think the Halle Berry one, that was my favorite. Radical. So far of the three I had.
1: Well, Dan texted me something. Ooh. Why don't you tell us, yeah, just tell us the, uh, the last one that you ordered. And I also ordered it, too, because you sent me a
0: very tantalizing message after you tried it. So I actually didn't order this sandwich this last time. Right, My lovely girlfriend, it. the beef, ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to picture a prime cut of steak, though. Don't, don't think I'm talking about just like a lump of ground beef. marbled ribeye. Yes. Yeah. Aged, but not that <laughs> aged. And she wouldn't tell if you asked so <laughs> andy That's i text me. you about the buck johnson a buck johnson a sandwich that i have had many times a sandwich that used to be on the secret menu at uh-huh. the downtown location but has now graduated to the regular menu indeed and uh you know via via text i said that this may be a pantheon worthy entry and uh I may have to do some backpedaling here. I'm not sure what you thought about it. I'm, I'm very interested to hear. Give me your thoughts first, and I'll jump into an extended monologue about how I felt about it. Andy, the Buck Johnson, in my heart, is the definition of a guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. It we is, don't believe in that,
1: though, because we're ethical hedonists. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> so purely, unabashedly bad for you, and it's $11. It's a, one of the more expensive uh-huh, uh-huh. sandwiches on their menu. It's a Philly. With chopped up chicken tender mix, fry seasoning, and cheese dip. It is just nothing but meat, (laughs) cheese, and added salt. Do you know the story?
1: No. The MSU hockey team came up with this sandwich because they said there was not enough filling on the regular sandwiches. That's
0: how this came to be. Yeah. They invented it. Or Some guys uh, from the hockey team. Kind of like the Springfield, it sounds like something that should not work. (laughs) And uh, in my heart, at least, does. I don't know if it does actually belong in the Pantheon because it's the Pantheon might just be a little too snooty for for this one. (laughs) This sandwich is hanging out down at the bar. To me, when you say that, (laughs) no, I just the the,
1: Pantheon. (laughs) He looks me in the eye. Too snooty,
0: (laughs) Andy. Give me your thoughts All on right. the Buck
1: Johnson. So the menu says Philly with a chopped up chicken tender mixed in, top with fried seasoning and cheese dip, which does make it sound a little bit simpler than it is. Now, would you mind reading off what the Duke That's was what again? what I was getting
2: ready to say. It yeah. sounds exactly like the
1: Duke. because huh.
0: Well, the Duke, two different locations. So. Duke well, you on, said Duke you got is, the Duke at the downtown, though, yeah, right? At the huh. downtown
2: location, the Duke was a Philly with cheddar cheese sauce, Swiss cheese, the tenders. And fry seasoning.
0: Look, I think if
1: you peruse the secret menu that's sitting on the counter and it's not a secret, you're going to notice that it's just a lot of the same ingredients all mixed up yes, in different yeah. combinations. Like it's not. Well, that.
2: that's what, uh, when I came in, they had like the laminated menu uh-huh. there on the counter. I felt like I was wasting this guy's time because I was having to peruse the thing to make sure I wasn't ordering what I had already ordered uh-huh. at the Southside location. Yes. Reading every ingredient. And uh, when I asked him what he recommended, he recommended the Tim Taylor, which I knew you'd already had.
1: That's why I ordered it. I would asked him what to order, and he said uh, to get the Tim Taylor. Yeah, so he
2: told me. I was like, well, I knew you'd already got that. So that's why I was like, well, let's do I randomly chose the Duke at Mm -hmm. the very bottom. And uh, yeah, but it sounds exactly the same. (laughs) Suspicious.
1: (laughs) All right. So first of all, my Buck Johnson didn't have any cheese dip. There was no cheese on the sandwich, not a bit. It was a standard Philly. I'm sorry, cheese dip. It was it was a standard Philly with mozzarella. There was no like, hmm. there was nothing different to set it apart from a regular Philly, which is totally fine. But like using the phrase cheese dip implies something different, at least in my mind. It was still delicious because Philly's are delicious. I did see the fry seasoning gener- generously sprinkled over the top of the sandwich and it added that kind of black peppery flavor that was definitely perceptible in every bite. But mostly, this was a regular Philly with the shredded chicken, shredded breaded chicken strip on top. It was very shredded into really small pieces. Every now and again, I'd get a bigger chunk uh, with some nice crispy breading. But I enjoyed the novelty of the flavor combination. But I got to say, I was wishing I just had a regular Philly with spicy peppers. Sure. Um, The chicken tender made me enjoy it less, not more. Even though I enjoyed the chicken. It's not like it tasted bad. It tasted good. But I'm sorry. It's not a Pantheon-worthy dish
0: in my my opinion. I think I agree as well. I I backpedaled just to myself, since I've sent you the text, was it uh, the novelty of it that was, was you were thrilled about? It's the novelty of it, and it's just so. Like I said, it's just so unabashed in its. Uh, <laughs> just, just, yeah, it's just it's, horridness. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> brazenly unhealthy. <laughs> yes,
1: in a good way. Okay, so one more thing I want to talk about before we rate this place. Do you guys like the Chicago style or the Philly style better? I'm going to get into that. I'm going to read you what it says about each version on the wall in the Chicago Cheesesteak Company on the south side. Okay, so Chicago style, American cheese, fresh lettuce, fresh onions, fresh tomatoes, oil and vinegar, and seasonings. Philly, mozzarella cheese, grilled onions, grilled mushrooms, grilled green peppers, and seasonings. I know we didn't all try all, each of them this time, but I have definitely had both from this place. Yeah. And I think we probably all have. So what do we think? We like the Chicago or the Philly style better?
2: I, I think I like the Philly style better. Yeah. I like the grilled onions and the mushrooms and the peppers to it. Yeah. For sure.
0: I'm Philly all the way. I don't want yeah. the shredded 100%.
2: lettuce
1: belongs. <laughs> <all to this laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. Don't like the Chicago style. It's bland in comparison because you got raw onions instead of grilled. The beef cooked with the onions has so much more flavor and a combination of beef, onions, and melted cheese. Like, defines the taste of what a cheesesteak is. I mean, it's not a cheesesteak. If it doesn't have that particular profile on top of that, lettuce and tomato, take
0: away, the, take away from the flavors I'm there for. They obscure the flavors I want. And they're kind of antithetical to what you think of as Chicago-style yeah. food. I mean, I know that the Chicago dog has vegetables just poured on it recklessly, mm-hmm. uh, horribly. Well, it's like I said, I don't necessarily believe that this is a Chicago-style uh cheesesteak i
1: yeah i agree because i have been to chicago and had cheesesteak and it's a lot more like the italian beef yeah you know like a lot more gross <laughs> yes yeah it's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> all right so out of five how many windy city shops <laughs> out of five how many windy city sub shops would you rate chicago cheesesteak company you are our guest billy from 417 foodist we will begin with you
2: um, I would say with both of the restaurants that I went to overall, um, I will give it four out of five.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And
2: I say that because unless I'm just blown away by what I had, there's always room for improvement
1: mm-hmm. on everything. That's a strong score. Yeah. You know, I'm in the camp that should only be a handful of fives in the entire city. Mm-hmm. So to me, a four is a really
0: good score. I I agree. I'm I'm also going to go with a four. I think. Uh, You've been carrying that four around all day. I've seen uh, you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's getting and real lazy. And it's just littered up here in the tower with uh, uh, used banana peels. So uh, <laughs> I seem to have slipped and dropped a four on them. <laughs> I got to keep my potassium uh, levels high, you know? Yes, yeah. get, get muscle cramps uh, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like the downtown one more than the south side one, despite what y'all have said here today. I I really expected to all be on the same side about not liking the South side one as much. I'm surprised how much love has been shown on them here. I also didn't have the best experience over there. Mm. My order took about 45 minutes when the online system said 25, uh, which is quite the difference. Downtown one has basically never let me down. uh, They're very quick with their service as long as you're getting takeout and not annoying them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. I'm also
1: going with the four out of five, and that's, that's what I've had in my head basically every single trip that I went. I like both uh, locations for different reasons. I think the bread is better at the Southside location, but uh, with the exception of like the glass, it doesn't allow you to see the kitchen, which, number one, I want to see the kitchen. Yeah. Why, why put that up? They've got all those Chicago stickers on there, yeah, which is really fun, that. and that gives a lot of personality, but just there. Everything else there is kind of nondescript and doesn't have a ton of personality. Whereas I feel like that little space, even though there's like not anything on the wall, but then they just got like that menu with the little sticky letters and stuff Mm. that has so much more character and personality than the Southside location, meaning the downtown one has more. I love going to the downtown one. It's a really great place to go, like before you do something else downtown, we or after that. you've done or something downtown, whenever until Everything's closed. You want to yeah. talk about a wait? Go yeah. there after a concert. You're yeah. going to be out there on the street in the cold for like an hour waiting for your sandwich. You know, 15 people ahead of you.
2: Well, that's what I asked him. I because I was the only one there for the 30 minutes I was uh-huh. there, and I go, "Are you usually busy on Saturday?" And he's like, "Not till later." He's yeah. like, "Give yeah. it till tonight, and then it'll be it'll be really busy." Be and I think that's
0: how that. they justify. Yeah. charging as much as they do for their sandwiches and their sides is they're one of the only places open that late and at that hour after you've had a few drinks when you would pay $50 oh, for a right. Philly. <laughs> yeah, they truly could charge 12 more. does not seem <laughs> yeah. like a lot. No, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> absolutely.
1: Well four from me, I think it's a really cool restaurant I'm really happy. We have it here. Cool Great. place. You know, I think those, I think pretty sure the average is out to four. (laughs) 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 All right, let's move into our uh, special guest interview segment. Man, this ought to be a humdinger. (laughs) This is Last Meal. Funny (laughs) bit. Well, bad news um, for, for Billy. Especially bad because Kim McClure is back to killing. <laughs> Politician's not responded to my messages, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> not we're not going to be having house reps on the show. I don't think, unfortunately, not many soon. <laughs> back to back to executions. <laughs> I guess he doesn't like
0: TV. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Kim McClure not like Billy? Tough again. Oh, no, this one's actually pretty easy. Uh, it, it, Ken McClure was. Uh, he was making himself a nice shepherd's pie one day. He's a bit of a cook himself, oh. and he said, "Hey, I'm I'm a becoming a bit of a foodie." Said this to his wife oh. Martha, but he misspoke and he said <laughs> "foodist." <laughs> and then he thought he was onto something. There, went online and sees that a foodist already exists, oh, and that we no. got him right here in the studio today. So cooler wants to blog. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it it's honestly one of the more petty. One's so we're that
2: he's like, done, like Highlander stuff. He's only can only be
0: much like my position on this show, uh, the foodist position can only be usurped by uh, removing Billy's head. <laughs> 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 so Billy, you're on
1: death row, and Kim McClure moves quick. There's not, oh, a, yeah. there's none of this like staying on death row for ten years with Ken. So you got one meal left. Four courses, drink, app, entree, and dessert, all from restaurants local to Springfield, or we'll say the surrounding area, mm-hmm. since you're the 417 foodist. What are you getting for that drink?
2: It's not really anything hugely fancy, but uh, after listening to your guys' episode on the Dancing Mule, mm, sure, um, it's become a favorite place of mine to go to, and I love the honey latte.
0: Right. If
2: usually, if I'm out on Saturday mornings, running around doing errands with the wife, it's usually I'm always running through there and grabbing one of those almost every week. That, that
1: rules. And uh you know, just shout out to Uli Goulier who uh joined us on that episode. Good guy, he's been a good buddy.
2: Yeah. Uh so for my appetizer, um, I'm gonna go with the salmon toast from the Aviary.
0: So oh, ooh, fancy. which is
2: yeah, I'm telling you, we went there for breakfast one morning and uh I don't ever usually get an appetizer uh before my breakfast anywhere. And so I tried that, and it's like that crispy bread with uh, marscapone on uh-huh. it, I believe, and that thinly sliced uh salmon with fried uh capers Ooh, on it. And, man, like I'm locks. telling you, yeah. I offered it to other people at the table, my wife and my sister, and everyone's like, no, we don't want it. And I had no issue putting that whole
0: appetizer back <laughs> on my own. So That's wild. I had locks for the first time recently, and I've had it a couple times since now. I'm a big fan. Yeah, don't love capers uh j- just in general they have kind of an olivey taste there's
1: but. a certain restaurant that's going to be introducing some vegan locks real soon i got the inside track on that oh, wow. really oh. wish they'd pay us some money so we could talk oh. about it <laughs> 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 i uh went back to the aviary recently and had this like squash crepe it was like a ve- uh, all, like a veggie crepe and it was awesome it's like a mushroom sauce over the top the restaurant is so good yeah I, we gave it
0: fives and I feel like we still underrated. <laughs> yeah. I love the aviary and I just got to say I am sorry for driving through that window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it was just after hours and he <laughs> had to get my on. <laughs> <In the job, laughs> his jaw was hanging
1: open. He was not paying attention. Just looking at all that food. Yeah. Uh, Entree.
2: I'm a breakfast eater. Mm-hmm. I can eat breakfast for for dinner, lunch, for breakfast. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so I'm gonna go with the bear hug from Gailey's Breakfast Cafe. Oh wow! Which is uh, biscuits and gravy with two eggs, and sausage links, and you gotta get those sweet browns.
0: Oh yeah, you gotta there. get the sweet browns.
2: Yeah, I could eat breakfast food this every day. Yeah, it's anything.
1: my. It was my favorite meal. I think I'm into every meal now since we started doing the <laughs> podcast. But I used to identify as a person who would eat breakfast almost exclusively if possible. Yeah, I've developed a taste for the savory though.
2: And then I would say for my You didn't have
0: des- any savory stuff for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. <laughs> no, I don't No, I don't really like eggs. Give me the sweet stuff.
2: Uh, and for my dessert, um, I'm going to go with this give me a dozen donuts from St. George's.
1: Wow. wow. I could eat specific donuts?
2: Apple fritters? And then most usually they have, it's usually around this time of year, they have a uh, cherry cake donut ooh, that ooh. they always put out for Valentine's Day. Sounds great. And they'll have it every once in a while. And when I go in, they said they usually only make it if it's requested or if if it's just whatever batter they get from the main, the main one on Sunshine Street, I believe. But, yeah, just give me a dozen of those, Man. and I'll be good.
1: I'll <laughs> just be re- a dozen. He, 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 can, <laughs> he can take
2: my head after, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> after I consume that whole dozen.
1: So. Not to bring up <laughs> Uli again, host of the Uli Who podcast, but he was evangelizing on behalf of the uh, apple fritter from St. George's recently. And I got I to gotta go with both guy. you guys. It's so good. Oh. Yeah. The apple fritter is unbelievable, yeah. oh. and we didn't try it whenever we talked about uh, nah, I've definitely St. Had St. Had before, George's though. on the show, but oh. those rule. Well, Billy, that is a great uh,
0: combination, yeah, and I think you'll die well. <laughs> It'll be a good death. I'll die a happy man. For our third segment this week, we have an old one, a, a bit of a fan favorite, a uh-huh. one that Billy here might even remember. It's something that we haven't done in a long time, something I'm not even sure if there's a theme song for, but it's, it's, not. A, it's a culinary obituary.
1: Oh, there is a theme song. It's like from... uh, <laughs> uh that all one of those Oliver Stone war movies I would play in the background. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was going to. Su- <laughs> it's, a, it's a score from Platoon.
0: <laughs> I was going to suggest a theme song of a uh, just a culinary obituary set to the tune of Temporary Secretary by uh, good. Paul McCartney. So good. you're going to whip that up this evening? No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I loved Dan Chilton asking you to do a new, <laughs> new drop. That was one of my favorite moments ever from the show. It's all right. Culinary obituary. What are we obituarying? So, during the history segment, you mentioned that the original Chicago Cheese Steak Company was located. In the spot that the first purple burrito is now located in. Purple burrito number one is what it's called. I don't think it's the very first
1: one. Oh. But it's called number one. So I don't i don't know how that all works. It's been so long since well, we covered that.
0: On our fifth episode, we had our a guest on to talk about an old purple burrito, one on Kimbrew that closed. And just by kismet, that <gasps> same guest has some relation to this chicago cheesesteak spot so i thought we could bring him in and uh he works here in the tower uh oh yeah we've got him right here just outside the door and uh ladies and gentlemen uh, billy welcome percival bernito yeah (laughs) welcome back percival hey there everybody how's everybody good to see you buddy welcome It's me, Percival Bernido. How are y'all doing? Got that established already. Absolutely. (laughs) We're still good? Does anyone need filling in on my lore? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Well, (laughs) as long-time listeners like Billy here will uh, know, I, of course, was the owner of Purple Burritos. That's an acronym of Percival and Urkel's Real Pig Lips and Euro Burritos (laughs) uh, with my dad, Urkel Bernido. Uh, We are... Now is strange. I don't. I don't want to get too much into that. But uh, pa- Papa wanted me to follow him in the Euro Burrito business, and I instead followed my dream of cleaning towers. So uh, here I am in the Hammond's Tower, and I wanted to let you know that my family actually has a little relation to this. To this here old old uh, Chicago cheesecake company. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> Chicago cheese steak company. Yeah, I get always it right. do that. <laughs> you see, I do. The original Chica- <laughs> Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> the original Chicago cheese steak company was located in the spot of Purple Burrito Number One, not Purple Burritos. Percival and Urkel. Uh, Bernitos, Uh uh, real pig lips, and uh, Euro burritos there in Ozark. But before that, my grandfather actually used to own the restaurant that sat in that spot. No kidding. What was his name? You'll have no idea. You're right. I don't. That's why (laughs) I asked. What's his name? (laughs) Hieronymus. (laughs) (laughs) Hieronymus Bernito. (laughs) He, of course, is. We should get the whole family in here. Well, At once. You know, I actually didn't have. <laughs> <Here's> a... <laughs> I never was in that old shop, but uh, I brought my grandfather here today really? to tell y'all okay. about it. I hope that's okay. Um, I have in, here with Hieronymus. me. Hieronymus? <laughs> Hieronymus Bernito, my grandfather. Hi. Hey there. Hey, kitties.
1: You have two IVs. Can you explain this? Well, I'm, one of them seems to be full of enchilada sauce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, ba- back in my day, IV used to just mean four. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of that, this is Dan talking. Uh, uh, this morning, I, I went to type a Roman numeral on the computer, and I just tried to capitalize one Good. to do an I. Good. I did.
1: Nice. <laughs> so that's so worth <laughs> breaking into our guest segment.
0: I thought it was great. You would. So anyway, I I actually used to operate a business in that spot there down in Ozark Okay. nineteen sixty seven, if you'd like to hear a little about it. Yeah. The olden times. Nineteen sixty seven. Well, uh, that spot used to hold the the original Cincinnati Cheesecake Company.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You see, we immigrated here from Cincinnati by way of the old country. <laughs> That's right. We're from the old country. That's canon. And, uh, has anybody here ever had a Cincinnati cheesecake? No. I can't say that I have. Uh, did you bring one for us? No, but. Uh, Does it have pig I lips? I don't on serve it? them any longer. No, it doesn't have pig <laughs> lips on it. It's mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, Cincinnati's known for their very loose, soupy cheesecake uh. <laughs> served on a toasted hoagie roll with green peppers and onions and mozzarella cheese. It's, it was from the old country. So it's aged cheesecake oh, well, uh, it's, on, a, on a pun. It's loose and soupy. I wouldn't call it aged, melty. a lady never tells. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were the grandpa. What? <laughs> you see, I opened this The chinder is a construct. <laughs> Stop interrupting my grandfather, Andy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you, Percival. I opened this spot in 1967, as I said. Uh, my family, uh, me, Hieronymus, my wife, Marionetta Jane, and all 13 of our boys, uh, all still living. Two wives? Mary and Etta? No, Mary and Marionetta <laughs> okay. Jane. Okay. Don't make fun of my grandfather's <laughs> name! <laughs> I'm not a very good interviewer today, am I? <laughs> you leave my grandpappy alone or I'll beat you to the ground. Whoa. Hey, please, you know, Percival, you don't need to get like that to Andy and brandish your fists at Billy. Billy didn't even say anything.
2: <laughs> I will fight back.
0: Oh, may I continue? Hmm. We'll see. We moved from old Cincy, old Cincy, that's what we used to call it. Okay. You do a Springfield with nothing but the clothes on our back, a 62 Chevy and. A meager $25,000 in the bank. <laughs> Is that from gift?
1: selling all your other clothes and everything else you had? <laughs> it
0: was a gift from uh, our father-in-law. My my father-in-law, not my wife's father-in-law. It's her father. Uh, Loudon Wainwright Walk- Rockefeller III. <laughs> I kind of like the idea
1: of calling your dad my wife's father-in-law. I was talking to my wife's father-in-law the other day. <laughs> This is a bad segment. Anyway. <laughs> it's my fault.
0: <laughs> we were forced from Cincinnati, uh, the, the old country, uh, if you will. Yeah. Uh it's the rock and roll. Of, oh, it's Cleveland. <laughs> Never mind. After selling our loose cheesecake sandwiches up there. There's no big difference between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not worried. Made a few folks sick. Ooh. With, uh, with the, uh, the cheesecake sandwiches. We were driven out. My pitchfork. The website? <laughs> they wrote you a bad review. Didn't give you the BNM. You know what he means when he says "my pitchfork." <laughs> it was old times. He was run out of the city like a witch. That's right. Okay. I was. Okay. We came here to Springfield, Missouri, and made a lot of memories in that old spot. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh boy, I remember Urkel, my son. Uh, Percival, uh-huh. his father. Running around the counter, playing airplane with an old wooden spoon. It's very specific. <laughs> I remember the day that John so much Fitzgerald much. Kennedy was shot. Wow. By Lee Harvey Oswald. Where's this going? Where's this going, Hieronymus? Well, you know, that's what us old people do. We talk about the day that John F. Kennedy was shot. We remember it well. <laughs> Well we were there. You were right there on the grassy knoll. Yeah. And I know I said <laughs> that the restaurant opened in sixty seven and John F. Kennedy died <laughs> in November of sixty three,
2: but Were you selling those soupy sandwiches on the grassy knoll?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, let's boy. add it to Ken. Boy. Go I wish I was. He tells us all about it. <laughs> well, this seems to have gone off the rails, but uh if uh I changed this segment. <laughs> And I'm so sorry. You changed my grandfather's <laughs> segment, Andy. Andy. Oh, boy. I'm so mad at you right now. Oh, that you know, I'm just feeling a little anarchic today, Andy. That's it. Like the Joker. You meet me at the five points. <laughs> me, the natives, versus you, the dead rabbits. A brawl to end it all. We definitely need to end it all. As
1: soon as possible uh and with that uh billy they left (laughs) thank you for coming and i'm very sorry about segment three today oh thank you for having me where can people find all your 417 foodist stuff
2: um you can find me on instagram at 417 foodist and on facebook as well
1: that rules yeah and uh Thank you for accomplishing your goal of coming on Spring Food Mo. Sorry, it wasn't a better episode.
2: (laughs) I can call it quits now because I've accomplished everything I needed to do.
1: Yeah, you told us before we were recording this was a goal. (laughs) Wow. I can only assume you're really let down. (laughs) All right, at 417 (laughs) Foodist on Instagram and uh, on Facebook as well. And we will talk about it again off mic, but we want to have you back very soon. Soon So then we have other guests.
0: Yeah. Dan, where can people find your work this week? Oh, my goodness. Check me out on Twitter at Danny Tonza. Uh, check me out on Instagram if we're already friends on there. That's private. So if we're not, <laughs> don't don't try requesting. I'm I not went gonna. private on
1: Instagram just yesterday. I'm did sorry. I went
0: private on Twitter just yesterday. I don't yeah, know why I, I did that. that. I was wondering why you did it. Um, I want to be more like Blake. Blake has a great private Twitter. Go go check out Slumlord1991 <laughs> guest on, on Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. You know what? Go ahead and recommend the show to other people. <laughs> this episode specifically, yeah, absolutely. Please. Okay. Well, thanks again, Billy. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. Stay tuned for 20 minutes of outtakes. <laughs>
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. That would uh, you lead with on all these dating apps. <laughs>
1: okay. <let's, laughs> I'm not going to put this in the show. Or if I do, it's going to be at the end. But I went on a first date to chicago cheesesteak company for my first trip downtown hey, that doesn't sound too bad oh it's it's great until you're like
0: i gotta take pictures of our sandwiches i'm so sorry yeah that that is incredibly embarrassing i've, I've been dating my girlfriend for uh over six years now and i still make her go to the other room whenever i do
2: it i always catch myself because uh, i always bring a ring light with me to uh, take my pictures with. Oh, yeah. And I catch myself being very self-conscious about, like, when I'm going to take the pictures, if someone's around me I notice uh-huh. they're watching me, I always <laughs> just stop and I put all my stuff down. And I'm like, this wait." And my wife would be like, you can take them now. And I'm like, no, I want to wait till no one's, around. <laughs> <laughs> no one's around. Then I'll take my pictures. Okay.
0: So
1: afterwards. this is so. the most real. I've related to another person <laughs> in a yeah. very long time. <laughs> and your, your food photos yeah. look very they good. Yeah. yeah, The ring light I, adds a lot.
2: I try and take them quickly as much as possible. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> well, I am upfront about that. I, the fact that this is a big part of my life, like this is all online stuff. So I'm like, oh, I do have a podcast. <laughs> That's the way it sounds in my head. And I'm always like apologetic and i'm self-effacing and they're like that's really cool <laughs> i've never no one's ever like stopped talking to me
0: whenever i reveal that piece of incriminating information so. Well, it's because on the for preferences on the dating apps you select uh, good liars <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's gonna be where the episode cuts off